doing ministry well. All right, well, thank you for checking in to another episode of Doing Ministry Well. This is Jim Baker, your host. Uh, we are in Honolulu, Hawaii today, and it is a warm 80 degrees. Uh, we're sitting in my small little office here, and the fan's not on because that would be loud, and I'm sweating. But today we are with Phil Liege, Liege and uh, yeah, thanks for being on the show, Phil. It's great to be here, Jim. Um, yeah, Phil, why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about uh, what you're doing right now. You are actually our first international guest, so that's pretty exciting. Yes, I'm from the UK, and I've been with the Mission Agency Youth for the Mission for about 30 years now. In fact, one of my first uh, training schools where I had a real sense of my uh, original calling was here in Hawaii. Hmm. Uh, and that's been in the whole area of Bible training. I've had a, a fantastic privilege of helping people engage with the scriptures throughout that time. Uh, the particular program uh, is the School of Biblical Studies. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of a unique program, Jim, because it's, it's where the students study every book of the Bible. Hmm. Very intense, within nine months, they uh, read every book through a number of times, they engage with every paragraph, and they consider the significance of uh, the, the word to life and society. Hmm. And so, yeah, that's what I've been involved with. Oh, that's excellent. That's excellent. Um, what, uh, what types of things are you doing within that program in England? Uh, well, I uh, was trained here in Hawaii. This is way back in 1983-84, so it's a long time ago. Uh, but then I was uh, back in my own country, uh, pioneering that school, making that training available there. And uh, from that, other programs have come. Uh, particularly right now, I'm involved in developing this as an online course oh, because wow. I have a passion to serve the wider body of Christ with it. And it, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, that sounds pretty exciting. Phil, uh, how long have you been doing ministry then? Uh, I began into Youth of the Mission in 1983, but before then I was very active in my church. I was working as a mechanic fixing cars by day and involved in my local church in the youth group and serving on the missions team and uh, evangelism on the streets and all sorts of things Hmm. before that time. So, I don't know. I've been in ministry (laughs) I don't know, since I was eight years old when I first came to Christ. <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, over all those years, what would you say the highlight of your ministry has been? You know, I have been considering this question, and I do think the highlight, the thing that thrills me, is when I have the privilege of seeing other people released into their gifting and their mm. calling. One of the things I've counted a great privilege as I've been involved in training is to make room for other people Hmm. and to see uh, young men, young women grow in their gifting, released, and it's exciting, especially if you see them go beyond you Hmm. in in scope and and the pastors we have now, missionaries around and others that I've had the privilege of of influencing and uh, being a part of their story, a part of their journey. Hmm. That, to me, is a thrill. Yeah, excellent, excellent. What would you say the biggest struggle of your ministry has been? I think the biggest struggle is that I keep current in my own walk with the Lord and continue on the edge of faith. 
Wow. Ministry is busy, and certainly the stuff I'm involved with, I could easily have 30 hours every day. <laughs> uh, but it's it's to keep current and to uh, keep fresh in the Word myself. The irony is you could be teaching the Bible, uh, but it's important for me to keep fresh mm. and to be regular for myself and to be uh, on the edge, always pushing forward, never coming to a place where... I feel I've arrived or comfortable. Hmm, hmm, that's good. That's good. What um, if you had to give three pieces of advice to some of our listeners on just doing ministry well? And I think you touched on on some of those things, maybe, but maybe expound on those things. What would those three things be? You know, the first one is it's simple perseverance. Hmm. There's so many uh, challenges that come, uh, discouragements, disappointments. Uh, but to be absolutely committed to keep going. Hmm. I've um, heard it said a while ago that overnight success usually takes about 15 years. <laughs> and uh, to me, when I began the first training school that first year, I think was one of the most difficult of my life. It hmm. was so easy to quit hmm. a whole bunch of reasons, mm-hmm. uh, but then continue to press through, press through the discouragements and of course through the good times too mm-hmm. but I'd say the first one is a commitment to perseverance mm-hmm. the second is to keep learning to keep growing I often think of the parable of the talents and the one who was taking their talent and, and multiplying it working it they were the one that were entrusted with more and to keep growing and keep learning uh, to keep on uh, pressing in in that way and that's been in different ways it's been doing new things it's been uh, increasing my education it's been stepping out into new areas it, it, but continuing to be on uh, uh, keep learning hmm. and very close to that just to keep on the edge hmm. of challenge and of faith uh, in other words to be seeking those things which are beyond myself that I know I can't accomplish in my own strength Unless God shows up, it's not going to happen. <laughs> right. And that, to me, I think has been uh, really important to be continued to press through with it. Yeah, I'd love to go back to something you were talking about earlier in the interview uh, with really releasing others. How have you found that process, and, and what, is, what does that look like for you? Uh, what it looks like is to uh, be looking for potential in other people, and talking, and then simply inviting them hmm. in the sphere that I have responsibility and I have influence, if they feel called of the Lord, to invite them to be part of that and to take responsibility. And as I do that, it's my desire to not micromanage them, hmm. but to release them to be able to take their own initiative and grow themselves their own way. One of the things we've seen are the multiplication of their Bible schools. Now, I don't know, we have maybe 60, 70 schools, mm-hmm. and my involvement in those, my influence, of course, is actually only fairly small mm-hmm. because there's lots of others. Yet, nonetheless, uh, ours was the first Bible school in Europe when I started it out of Hawaii. We're going to be having a gathering of, of, of staff in a few weeks and there may be 35, 40 people and that's only a few of those mm. and uh, I'm not saying that they're there because of me it's because of lots of reasons of course we're all we're all more than just one <laughs> yeah <laughs> but nonetheless there's been my portion of that 
Mm. And I, that thrills me. Uh, so, to answer your question, inviting people to be a part if I feel there's gifting or aptitude in an area, and then seeking to make a space for them. Mm. And as they grow into it, release them to take initiative and to continue themselves. Do you mentioned not micromanaging. Do you feel like it's a really fine line between uh, really releasing people, making space for them, and not micromanaging? I feel like that's a that's at times a hard thing to balance. It, it really is. And one of the challenges I had, because I want to be releasing, is not to abdicate. It's mm-hmm. easy in a leadership role to give stuff to people and walk away. And I've had to learn the, the, the balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereby there's there, there's support, there's correction when necessary, but at the same time giving people the uh, ability to do things their way. I learned a long time ago that it's best to judge by results and not by method necessarily, Mm -hmm. of course, within reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, But um, uh, people have different ways of doing things and within the limits of what's good and healthy, of course, to let them do it their way and to evaluate the results rather than the method. Hmm. That's great. That's great. You mentioned as your biggest struggle just uh, being able to stay fresh uh, in the Lord in your Bible reading. What are some tools or some disciplines that you've been using throughout the years that really help you in that area? You know, it's really simple, and that is just to be committed to regular Bible, personal Bible reading. Hmm. There was a time when I was so involved in the Scriptures that I tended not to do that so much and and I felt that that was not good and Linda, my wife and uh, myself, we now have what is a fairly rigid program in one sense because of course it takes the discipline of getting up for mm-hmm. us, it's a morning thing, we mm-hmm. get up, we put the coffee pot on, and we uh, take time and, and every year we read through the Old Testament once and New Testament twice mm-hmm. and just to be able to have that, that breath which is uh, of course, the Word of God is is doing its work. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. That's excellent. Um, what would you say has been inspiring you recently? I think it's seeing the results of the uh, online learning course that mm. we are implementing. We're still very small in one sense. We maybe have 80 students uh, around. But the thing that's inspiring me is the feedback we get from them. Uh, the the way that as they're able to log on and do the same kind of thing that I've been involved with in the classroom for many years, just the, the, the gratitude, firstly, that those who are not able to do a residential course can still take part in, in this Bible training, but then to read the the way that they have been influenced by it and the way that the Word is working in their lives and their Mm -hmm. ministries and the discoveries they're making and the growing understanding of the nature and character of God. So right now, uh, to answer that question, that's what's inspiring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. And the fact that we're now moving into different languages, we have uh, at present, uh, uh, we're moving into Arabic and just the thrill the other day of knowing we have three uh, Arabic-speaking students wow. in Iraq, wow. this little fledgling school. Uh, we have ten French-speaking students. We're inspired. And this is where people have, God has brought good people to me hmm. who have had a calling in their own lives, and I've tried to do what I can to 
make it possible for them to grow. Hmm. I'm inspired that God is calling uh, two young women, one who has a passion to see uh, the course into Spanish hmm. and another into Russian. Wow. And uh, we're just looking to see uh, this whole thing grow to serve the saints. Hmm. And maybe people who aren't saints. <laughs> we would love to have a Muslim. I'd love to have some Muslim study hmm. <laughs> on my course. Yeah, yeah, and, that and would be some great. Hindus and some uh, people from all different kinds of walks. Right, right. The the online school of biblical studies is that uh, it's a ministry of YWAM. So is a discipleship training school a prerequisite of the online course? Uh, you know, there's uh, different courses that I've created. One course I've called the field-based SBS is actually designed for YWAMers who are full-time, and it's designed to integrate into their ministry. I hmm. guess that's why it's called field-based. They can stay in their field of ministry. They give a day a week. And uh, or more, and then uh, they work through the material. And the, the credit they get is exactly the same hmm. as if they were in a full residential school. Mm-hmm. Could take longer, but the credit's the same. But there's another course that's designed specifically for those who are either YWAM alumni or those who've never been part of us as a mission. And this is to serve them. And that's actually, Jim, the biggest course right now. Hmm. Uh, we have tutors and staff who are trained and every student is connected to a staff person to uh, support them. There's online meeting places where uh, staff and students meet together virtually, fellowship together. Uh, But um, this is designed for uh, people who are not in the mission and they do get credit. They get University of the Nations credit for what they do so that it is recognised and uh, certified but it is uh, this ESBS, as I've called it, is designed especially for the wider body of Christ. Hmm, well, that's excellent. And if uh, some of our listeners wanted to sign up for the ESBS, uh, what, where could they go and find more information? If they go to uh, onlinesbs.org, they will find all that they need to find. Excellent. And they follow the links. There's a demo. They can log on. They can actually do some of the course. Uh, to see whether it's going to work for them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work for everybody, but they can actually get involved and do it, and if they feel this is for them, then they can formally register and uh, they'd be assigned a staff person. Great, great. Well, Phil, thanks so much. We'll make sure to put the link to the uh, ESBS uh, in the podcast notes. And Phil, thanks so much for being on the show. It's been a real pleasure. Jim. Uh, would you go ahead and pray for our listeners? I'd love to. Father, we want to celebrate that the Holy Spirit is with every one of us. We just think of the words of Jesus when he said to his disciples, I'm going to leave you, and it's good that I'm going to leave you, because I'm going to send a comforter, and he will be with you and abide with you forever. And Father, I want to thank you that wherever we are at this moment, you're with us. And I want to thank you for what is represented by the, uh, the people listening, how they in their own lives and their own ministries are proving you and growing and having a rich influence. And it's my prayer that even as they listen to and are listening to this series, that this would serve them and help them to be doing ministry well. 
and growing in their own effectiveness and their own anointing and their own influence, that by your spirit it would increase and lives would be transformed and people be brought closer to you. So Father, I want to pray a blessing on everybody who's listening to this, that they will come to know your grace and your enabling more and more, just the protection and the strength of your Holy Spirit bringing forth much fruit as I abide in you. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Phil. If you've enjoyed this episode of Doing Ministry Well, you can help us out by rating, commenting, and subscribing on iTunes and sharing this podcast with your friends. Check out the podcast notes to find out more about today's guests and other resources mentioned on this episode. To find out more about Doing Ministry Well, check out our website, www.doingministrywell.com. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestion on who we should interview next, email us at doingministrywell at gmail.com. To find out more about me, your host, visit my blog at www.jimjessbaker.com. That's www.jimjessasinjessicabaker.com. All links are Amazon affiliate links and help us out when you make a purchase through them.